Welcome to Roll for Rainbow, the podcast made by and for LGBT plus people. I am this campaign's dungeon master, Alyssa Mandrasena, she, her. Allow me to be the first to welcome you to the lands of Laskia, where the estranged council of elders keep their watchful eye, magic is strictly forbidden, and mystery lurks around every corner. But first, let's meet the players. Hi, I'm Emmett. I use they, them pronouns. I'm Trinity Foskett, and I use she, her pronouns. And I am Julian, and I go by they, them, or he, him pronouns. Incredible. Dubs, 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 <laughs> dubs, dubs, dubs. Say this allows makes me just so happy. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, oh, I don't often have the chance to present myself as they, them. Oh. Yay. That's very sweet. Gender euphoria. Thank you. Stare at a wall and just and just like introduce yourself over and over again. Over and over. We love that. Okay. And now we enter the continent of Laskia. Most of the provinces are destitute, besides the capital and the surrounding major cities. Any wealth and fortune is spent on keeping the nobles happy, and for the council's standing army, the council's men. Guards can be seen marching the streets of every major city, upholding the most important law of the land. Absolutely no magic under any circumstances. Arcane or divine, magic is reserved for the council. The punishment, upon evidence of any magical rituals or spells, is death. You've all heard the rumors of secret sorcerers who cast their spells in private and for a hefty price, but finding them is quite the challenge. Rewards are doled out for those who snitch, so no one is trustworthy. Nowhere is safe. For now, we'll turn our focus to a little fishing village named Tippert, lying on the southwestern outskirts of the continent. People are bustling to and fro, carrying their latest catches to the market. The market itself is filled with folks bargaining and bartering. Not all use typical currency, since this is one of the more destitute provinces within Laskia. You hear some trading wares or services for supplies and food. Trawlers and draggers come and go from the harbor, but we're not concerned with any of this. Instead, we're looking for a specific young woman with a special kind of power. Emmett, please describe your character for us. Okay, so you see um, a very, she's so normie. She's very normal looking. She's like five foot six. She has this like light brown hair that she's got in this kind of long ponytail. She's wearing this like blue cloak with a hood over like a shirt and like a long skirt. Um, she is tan, like, so she, it's, you know, she works outside or spends a lot of time outside. So she's got like some freckles scattered across her face, but she's generally like very unnoticeable mundane. The only thing that you'd probably remember about her um, is that she has an eye patch that goes over her right eye. So the eye that you can see is is like a like a gray color but then one of her eyes has this like brown leather eye patch on it and also if you look really closely you'll notice that she's missing um the ring finger on her left hand incredible uh also i didn't say her name (laughs) yeah give me the name of your character yeah her name is july everglow that's her name July, you've been having these visions all your life, correct? Yes. I feel like I'm at court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're at court with now. Your Let's talk. Yes, Your Honor. Now, Miss Everglow, you've been experiencing <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> your, 
<laughs> yeah, I've been having visions pretty much forever. They come with killer migraines, but my grandpa taught me like some herbalist stuff. So that helps most of the time. Now, something a little different that's been happening the past few days is that you've been experiencing the same vision three days in a row. It isn't broken up by more mundane visions or, or anything like that. It's all pretty nonsensical. You see a dark rainforest with huge canopies, foliage blocking out any and all light. And I'm going to say because you've never traveled and most people of Tipper don't ever really leave, you're not really sure where this place is. All you do know is that there is a temple hidden deep within the forest, towering marble overgrown with thick thorny vines. You never see more than a foot inside, which is really just more marble and vines in the shadow of something in the distance. An obelisk, a statue, you're not really sure. And you've started to notice that you lose more and more time to these visions. The first was only 15 minutes or so. The second, you lost about an hour. And the third was about five hours, which again is strange. They're usually very quick snippets and take about the same time in real time as they do when you experience them. Have you done anything maybe to try and, and ward it off or check it out? I think that I think that July kind of hasn't been leaving the house. How recently would you say her granddad died? Let's say about a month. Okay. Yeah, I think that July kind of hasn't been leaving the house much. I think that she only fishes. Like, I think she only takes the boat out like a few times a week. And I think that people are giving her slack. Like everybody in the town like knows her. So when she goes to buy food and stuff, you know, they, they like understand what she's going through. So I think on days where she gets a vision, she's just kind of waiting it out. And I think maybe she's like trying new like herbalism stuff, like buying weird stuff from the general store, like trying to kind of like whip up something that might make the vision shorter. But I think she's, I think she's more concerned about the content of the visions and the fact that they're taking up so much of her time because time isn't really something that she's really trying to conserve right now. Understood. I will say your herbalism maybe helps with like the physical impact, which is like the headaches and like maybe the achiness that comes after a vision, but I don't think it, it changes the length of them. So oh, also, um, if she's, if she keeps getting visions of the same forest and I think that she is going into town like on days where she's feeling up to it. I think she's going into town and she either, I don't know if there's a library in Tipport. She's looking for someone that can either read or someone who's traveled because she wants to ask if anyone has an idea of where it is. So either someone can read her a book about it or if there's like- Can you not read? I cannot read. <laughs> this is, yep. We, we had a conversation about this. Um, well, okay. So you could argue that I can read because every time I look at a piece of writing, I get a vision that tells me what it means. And sometimes I can understand the vision and other times I black out for a second and I throw up in my mouth a little bit. So <laughs> can I read consistently? No, but um, does it work sometimes? Yes. It's freestyle reading, basically. 
You do your own thing. Freestyle <laughs> reading. Freestyle reading. Just blacks out. So sometimes I can read, but I've I try not to, I don't really do it. Like if there is a library, I don't really use the library books because I don't want to get sick on them. So I mostly try to have people read to me. Right, for sure, for sure. I think if you're looking for someone that's worldly, like knows a lot about Laskia, you would probably go to like the the like the chief of the village. He has like the biggest hut around he has some of the biggest fishing vessels but like not by much he's a pretty chill guy and certainly knows about your loss so i'm sure he'd be willing to talk to you if you approach him does he have a name uh his name is markian markian yes okay m-a-r-k-i-a-n okay yeah i think i I don't know what time of day it is, but I think since I'm probably not doing anything, I just go to his hut and I give a little knock knock and I go, Markian, are you there? Uh, yes. Hello, uh, July. Hello. You can come in. Thank you. Yeah, and I go in and I just like stand in the doorway, like my arms are really stiff. Oh, have have a seat, dear. Do you want tea or a meal? No, thank you. But I I want to ask you um a question. Okay, shoot. So I do not travel, you know this. Mm-hmm. But I have been, and she doesn't want to say like, I'm having visions. So she says, I am just really curious now, maybe since um, my grandfather is dead now, maybe <laughs> I could go travel a bit, but I've never been outside of town before. So I was wondering if you knew anywhere fun to go, perhaps, a lush rainforest with a hidden temple of some kind. Do you happen to know if there are any places like that? A hidden and hidden temple? Uh, is this is this some part of your process procession of grief or? Yes, that is definitely what it is. <laughs> okay. Or if you don't know about any hidden temples, that is fine. But if you just know about where any rainforests are. I mean, and you see his eyes are are very wide and he's very much like, I don't know how to talk to you, (laughs) which is kind of the usual response you get from anyone that isn't like your grandfather. I was going to say, I feel like that's probably how most people feel about me. It's like Belle. um, But people don't think she's hot. They just think Belle, but she's not hot and can't read. (laughs) It's reverse bell where she can't read. It's bell. She's not hot. And she can't. That is yeah, no, for, for sure. Um, I like that. I like that it's categorized as she's bell, but she's she's not hot and can't read, and not just she's a fucking weirdo that nobody talks to. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to romanticize it. Oh my god. So yeah, he's staring at you, and he says. I traveled a bit in my younger years, never encountered a hidden temple. I mean, most temples are quite out in the open, many of them to Rai, who you know is the goddess of storms and also kind of the queen of the gods. If you Um, need to ignore the temple part for you to have, for you to answer the question about the rainforest, that's fine. 
right i'm i'm still very confused about the temple bit but i i will move on and talk about the forest if that is what you wish great thank you that would be great there is the forbidden grove which is near the city of Faron. They're, they're a lumbering town that that's not, I wouldn't qualify that as a, a rainforest per se, just like an, a normal everyday, you right, know. Very normal forest. It's a dry forest. It's a dry forest, if you will. Not wet at all. Not wet at all. <laughs> not I... a dry forest. You see, he goes on to explain, there is a second forest closer to the capital of the continent, Equiville, which is, is uh, Rosewood, which I guess would be considered more of a, a rainforest. I don't, I never frequently traveled in there. I, I passed by there. What has you so interested in, in woods? Well, again, since my grandfather is dead now, I am very interested in trying to experience more of the world in which I live. I want to become, as people say, worldly. So I am just trying to go to different kinds of places. Perhaps I will try a desert next. Who's to say, Markian, where my travels going? <laughs> I love to lie so much. He gives you a kind smile and says, you know, I, I understand that your family is going through a very difficult times, but perhaps the way to face these difficult times is not to, to run from them. And I know you are not the only one grieving and struggling. Your mother has also been in quite a, a deal of pain. Interesting. Um, Interesting as in you didn't notice this before or just are acknowledging like, this is an interesting fact. I wouldn't know how my mother is feeling because as you know, she does not spend a lot of time with me and my grandfather. Well, she didn't spend a lot of time with my grandfather and now that he's dead, she still doesn't spend much time with me. So I don't really know where she is on the feeling spectrum, but Markian, and I say this with the most highest utmost respect you are a very intelligent kind person and you run this town well but it is not for you to decide when i am running away and when i am running towards something i understand i'm merely trying to give you guidance but it appears that you do not want guidance in that light and that's no i wanted information on the forest the most that I can give you is that it is up north towards Equable. Great. I appreciate this very much, Markian. I probably will not stop by to say goodbye when I'm leaving, so I will just say goodbye now. It was great to know you, and I stick out my hand, and it's very stiff. When with or without the finger, it matters. Oh, definitely the hand that goes around the finger. <laughs> He, he reciprocates the gesture, holds out his hand to shake, and he says, is there anything I should be telling your mother? Do you think that there's something you need to tell my mother? He, uh, he kind of quirks a brow and he's like, are you telling her that you're leaving or do you want this to be like a, a between us 
thing. I mean, it's not a secret. If I see her before I leave, I'll probably tell her just because she's already there. But if I don't see her and you really want to tell her, you can. That would not make me sad. Very well. I hope you find whatever it is you're looking for. The forest, yes, thank you. <laughs> then I turn around and I leave unless he has anything else to say. <laughs> what a savage. Oh, Jesus. So do you, do you go back to your, your home? Do you take, because it's, it's about uh, evening now, so you think, eh, make an insight check or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, roll. Insider perception. This is more like an inside check. Perception. Okay, well, same Perceiving. Mm, that's a 10. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't a super high DC. Even with, with your 10, you know that it'd probably be wise to leave in the morning just so you can see wherever it is you're going and take the evening to pack. Right. I was thinking that I'm, I'm assuming that I know like what I have in my grandfather's house. Excuse me. And so if there's anything I need to buy, I will do that like now and then probably head back to my house and pack and then have a dreamless sleep. Uh, It's actually really funny. You mentioned your dreamless sleep because um, evil of you to mention my mentioning. Yeah, uh, it's actually really, really interesting when you fall asleep that evening. uh, I'm going to say you don't see my mom. You do not see your mother. No, she, she's been out pretty much the whole day. You're not sure where you have an inkling that it's probably at the local tavern or bar. It smells bad in there. I do not like it. Yeah, you, you can assume she's probably there. But this evening, when you fall asleep, you find yourself, you wake up, or at least you think you wake up, in a glade or you think you do. As to your knowledge, once again, you, you've you never dreamed. What um, the fuck is this? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think July knows that dreams are real. I think she just, I think when people talk about, like, I don't think anybody's ever talked to her about that kind of thing. The only person who knows about her visions is her grandfather and maybe her mom I don't really know how much she would know about that but yeah I think that July just assumes that she's the only person who sees things and it can only happen in the daytime and like she has no conception of what dreams are so she just sits up and go this is not where I went to sleep Mm -hmm. yeah in this glade long grass tickles your face the smell of sweet flowers hits your nose birds chirp happily in the distance and you hear a bee buzz innocently past your ear just oh my god Just from a quick glance around, you know that this is a place far away from Tippert. For one thing, there's no ocean. You can't hear the crashing of the waves that you've known all your life. This is concerning. Do Do I have my bag? Yeah, you have all of your belongings with you. You have your bag. You have your little cow stuffed animal. Oh, cow. Cow. I pull him out. I show him the sights. I look at him. His name is Cow? His name is Cow. Okay. I look at him and I say, do you, rem- do you remember us stepping in a, into a teleportation sphere or something and then getting our memories wiped? Do you remember that? Yeah. No answer. Your brain would have been wiped too. And then I'm holding him. And then I'm just kind of standing there. I think I, if I'm like sitting 
if I'm not already standing, I think I want to stand and kind of like dust off my skirt and look around and see if there's like, look around for anything that sticks out. Yeah. As you stand in this field, you see much of what you sensed before. Long expanses of tall grass, bright and colorful wildflowers, and the small creatures that make this place their home. The new thing you catch is a person uh, sitting on a rock a few meters away. You can't tell much about their defining features since they lean down to face something in the grass, but you see big, brilliant butterfly wings made out of what you can only describe as pure sunlight sprouting from their back. They don't seem to have noticed you yet, or they're just not paying attention. Okay, I put Cal back in my bag for safekeeping. Okay. Do you approach? Yes. I approach, I don't try to be sneaky or anything. I'm just walking up. And then once I kind of get within earshot, I go, hello, do you know how I got to this field? As they hear your voice, they look up and then they hurriedly stand. Their floor-length dress with a long slit up the leg sways in the breeze. And as you get closer, you can see their features a little better. Their face is young. They have a short tuft of glowing gold hair on their chin, matching the short cropped hair atop their head. Their eyes have no pupils or irises, only solid yellow. Looking them in the eyes, in fact, almost feels like looking into the sun. They're so bright. You're not sure if you've ever seen a smile so wide, and their presence feels familiar, like the warmest hug you've ever felt. And they answer your request by saying, Hello, Starshine. You must be very confused. I'm so sorry to be bothering you at this time of night. Yes, I am confused. Uh, Allow me uh, to explain. I am Eliora, your goddess of light. You knew me as a child by other names and other forms, but mostly as an imaginary friend. Don't worry, I I mean you no harm, little one. I have come to warn you. Are you the reason that I can't read? (laughs) Or, sorry, I asked that wrong. Are you the reason that I can read? Are you the reason that I can sometimes read? Your your goddess gives you a little chuckle and says, "Yes, I have helped you uh, a number of times. Sorry, sometimes it's it's difficult for the power to transfer. Sometimes it's merely too much for a mortal, which is why it sometimes comes with unpleasantness. But yes, I am the reason you can sometimes read." Great, that clears up some things. Um, why me? Why you? Right, can other people, do other people puke when they try to read? Or do other people do this? I'm assuming I have my eye patch in the dream. Yes. Um, yeah, I lift it up and I go, did you do this to anyone else? They shake their head. They say, no, no one else belongs to me and they say that in a way that's not like possessive just like you are like my protege that's nice to belong to a person it is isn't it are you is this is this a lot do you want to sit and they point to the rock that they were sitting on before no I get antsy when I sit you said that you were going to warn me about something ah yes there are beings or things or perhaps deities that I am unfamiliar with that have been trying to contact you. 
I have done my best to keep them at bay, but they are the ones that have been sending you these visions, the one that you have had recurringly. I do not think they mean you harm, but there is something hidden about them, an aspect that I cannot quite grasp. They reside in a place the light cannot illuminate enough. So do I need to give them a flashlight? I don't think that's something we can give them. I have tried communicating with these things. They do not like answering me for whatever reason that may be. I was concerned for you because they had tried to visit you as I am now in your dreams. Well, that did not work. Correct. I have, I have shielded you accordingly. But you don't think they're bad? I don't think so. But there is, as I said, something hidden about them that I, I cannot reach. So do you want me to go reach it? Well, that was what I wanted to ask you about. You are a woman grown now, and I'd like to interest you in a bit of adventure, with myself accompanying you all the while, of course. If you need me, you only have to call Starshine. Okay, is this because you think I'm sad about my grandfather and you're trying to give me something to do? Because Markian tried to get me into knitting right after it happened, and... Um... Well, if you're a goddess, you can probably see how well that went. So I don't need an activity if that's what this is. No, this is not an activity, so to speak. I, I have felt your restlessness, so to speak. I have felt your unsatisfaction. This is not necessarily my way of remedying that but and you see they look a little sad not not necessarily for themselves but maybe for you and they say you look sad why do you look sad they they smile they say i'm sad maybe isn't the word upset that you have so little to tie you to a place upset that you have grown in the world that you have, I'd like to offer you more. Well, that's very nice of you. So this is a little task. I enjoy a little task. Is my task to go to the forest? Yes, Rosewood is, is the forest. You will find a temple there, as you have seen. To what deity it is a temple to has yet to be seen. I have seen as much of this place as you have. All right, sounds promising and a very interesting adventure. Sometimes adventures come to Tipor, and I was never really interested in that kind of thing, but maybe that's a fun new activity that I could be engaged in, and maybe I would be better at that than knitting. So I don't see why I shouldn't give it a try. Very well. As always, I am with you. 100%. And you see they unclasp a little butterfly necklace that they have around them and clasp it around your neck. Oh my God, what is that? It's, oh, it's, sorry, I, I should have asked. Um, it's just jewelry, um, a, a gift, a token that you are mine. Okay, I like it. Thank you. 
are you sure you do not have to take it? It is a gift. No, it's nice. It just startled me because nobody has touched me since my grandfather died because he was kind of the only person who did that. So it's just been a minute. And when I say a minute, I mean several thousands. I don't know how math works, but. You see them smile and they say, would you like a hug? Um, um, I think I'm good for now, but I will take a very solid high five. (laughs) I hold up my hand for a high five. Uh, They (laughs) uh, laugh a little bit, give you a high five. Nice. And they say, I will see you soon, Starshine. And you awaken from the dream. The butterfly pendant is still on your chest and you know exactly where you have to go. Like you don't need a map or anything. It's as if your goddess has given you some kind of medieval GPS system. So you have no need for anything besides your supplies. Well, this is very convenient. Isn't it just? Do you say goodbye to anyone or anything or do you just book it? If my mom is in the house, because I know that sometimes she does come and like crash on the couch. Yeah, she she's in. She must have come in late last night and you simply didn't hear it. But she is fully on the couch, her arm hanging off the sofa, fully out of it. Like if you walked out of here, there's no way you're waking her up. Um, I think I go over and I and I grab her shoulder a little bit and I say, mom, mom. She takes a, a long minute to like startle awake and she's like, what? Oh, oh, oh July. Uh, what, what is it? What do you need? Mom, I just wanted to let you know that I'm leaving. To the, to the market or, or something? Sure. Go well, ahead. Kid. Leaving town. I will see you again if I ever come back. Just wanted to give you a heads up. And then I give a little pat on the shoulder and I start leaving she she fully startles like awake like she's clearly not sober like she's suffering from some sort of hangover but she like leaps out and like tries to grab your hand she's like what do you mean you're you're leaving what 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 does it even mean going where i'm going on a little task what the fuck does that mean mom please do not yell at me i do not like it when you yell at me right right sorry kiddo um what do you mean leaving what, what, is, what does that mean? What, I'm going traveling where? to become worldly like Markian. Like Markian. And she's like rubbing her temples and she's like, do you have like a time frame or something in which you're going to be back or? No, but it's okay, mama. You can go back to sleep. I won't be here probably for at least a couple weeks. I don't know how long becoming worldly is going to take. I've never done it before. I can't stop you, can I? No. Also, there is some silver in Grandpa's office. Please do not use all of it at the tavern. Please buy food for you, obviously. She she smiles. She says, I'll worry about me, kiddo. You, you worry about you. Send me a letter or something, maybe? I can't read. I'm aware. I meant pictures or something. Give me a little picture drawing to tell me you're good. 
Okay. I will see if I can make some literate friends and they can help me write the address of where, can my mom read? No. five gang she did she cannot read i was gonna say like i want like on a like i don't know i would know like my own address i would know how to say it right i just don't yeah you'd know how to say it okay cool then that's all i wanted because it's like if i can tell someone else right yeah honestly if you just say hey send this to tipper it'll like go to the mail office and you have like your recipient's name on it they'll know who to give it to it's it's like a phone book a little bit yeah yeah okay cool so i just say Okay, mom, I will see what I can do. I will make some very literate friends. She gives a little nod. She says, okay, be safe, kid. Love you. You can give me one hug. It can last for five seconds. And then I go really stiff. Do you want this hug? Or the- I do, but I just don't want it to kid. go longer than, I don't want it to go longer than five seconds. I'm going to be gone for a while. So get it, get it in there. <laughs> She, she wraps you in a hug, uh, counts out loud. One, two, three, four, five, and releases. I give her a nod and I say, okay, bye mom. And I leave. <laughs> oh okay. And off you go. July leaves. We shift now to a quieter place than Tipper. There aren't any bustling markets or ocean waves. Instead, we settle on the little town of New Haven on the northeastern edge of the continent. While Equable is the capital in the sense that the council resides there and is the source of the continent's physical power, New Haven is the capital of all knowledge. Libraries filled filled with almost every book in the world live here. Anyone with a thirst for knowledge, perhaps both legal and illegal, make their pilgrimage here. But we come here not just for knowledge. We come looking for a very particular young woman in the library's the library's record keeper with a shall we say complicated past. Trinity, please describe your character. All right. So I'm playing um her name's Safria Farlake and she's like this real she's not like super tall but she's like a good like 5'9" um and she is like a an autumn aladrin. She's got this like pix like short pixie cut like fire red hair and these like super long ears and she's got these like pointed glasses and a long face and she's dressed like she's going to a funeral she's got like this super high collared like black fucking floor-length dress and this and like she has these like black gloves on and um she like looks like a mean professor but she's like max 18 19 she's like she looks so old but she's like not she like has enough stress in her body to be like 45 and she's like 18. Incredible. Now with your setup, uh, I'm actually going to start with your dreams, if that's all right. Oh, okay. Okay. So this evening you fall asleep like any other normal occasion in your own bed. When you awaken into your dream, you find yourself in the largest library you've ever seen. Shelves 10 times taller than you reach the ceiling, and there are rows and rows that seem to go on for infinity. It's silent, as most good libraries are, and your footsteps make a large cavernous echo as you enter. 
Enormous skylights in a very atrium style in the center allowed natural light to flood the place. And perhaps that's the first thing that you notice that's truly strange because all of the libraries in New Haven have very few windows. All of that mm -hmm. natural light accelerates the fading and discoloration of these old tomes that you've been dedicating a large portion of your life to protect. Having so mm -hmm. much natural light in a library just doesn't make sense. So that's the first weird thing. The second strange thing you notice is a woman, middle-aged, sitting in the center of the room with a large gold-trimmed book, about the thickness of like a dense textbook. She looks like a human, her skin a dark umber brown, her hair mostly long black dreads wrapped in a tight bun atop her head, with streaks of off-white through her hair in some places, almost the same color as the pages of her tome. You can't see her face, since it's buried so deeply in her book, but you see she's dressed in what looks like a noblewoman's dress, in shades of navy blue and violet. Oh, okay. Um, I, th I think I, like, I said so she's like sitting in the center of the room. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of just stand there and like my, like you can hear my footsteps come to a stop and I stand there because I'm in a library and she's reading and I'm not going to disturb her. Smart choice. She doesn't look at you, doesn't even give like a physical sign that she knows you're here, except for saying, Safria Farlake, I've been waiting for you. Have a seat. You can hear my breath like inhale and then I like, go where is like is she sitting where there's chairs yeah she's sitting at like okay. um, you know the section of libraries that have like like desks and like tables and stuff like that study yeah. area that's where she is um which is at like the center of this room okay then i do i walk over and i i'd sit down she finishes the page she's reading looks up at you as she slams her tome closed and you see that she's not a normal human her eyes are a deep, dark navy blue. No irises or pupils. Make a religion check for me. Okay. Make a religion check. Where is my religion? She's down here. Where did she go? Uh, I can do math. 19. Oh, what? You so know, good. you know, without a doubt, you live in New Haven. This is her patron city, you oh. know that you were looking at the form of Zella, the goddess of knowledge. Um, huh. Okay. And then I, I sat there and I, wait, sorry, did she say anything to me or did I just sit down and then I made a check? She just said, take a seat and you okay. took a seat and made a check. Okay. I continue sitting and I like, just don't, I, I know in my head who this is, but I'm not going to say anything about it. I can hear you thinking. What don't, is going on in that little head of yours? You can hear my thoughts or you can see that I'm thinking. There's practically smoke coming out of your ears. I don't have to read minds. Is this your library? Who else's would it be? Because it's certainly not mine. Mine's kind of shitty. This has big windows and open air. Do you know why you're here? No. I don't know why I'm anywhere. Anytime and ever. Takes the biggest hit of a joint. <laughs> she... I don't know why I'm anywhere. <laughs> Pass me the bong, please. Bong rips in the open. <laughs> she... She looks at you 
she's like, I'm surprised you didn't know who I was when you first walked in. Almost all of New Haven worships me, but uh, I suppose you must have missed out what with your obsession with my sister in your younger years. And you know, of course, that she's referring to Koa, the goddess of bloodshed. I am... I, I shift in my seat and I just stare at her and I'm like, this is a dream space, correct? This is not real. This is a dream space. Are you real? She thinks about that, she says, in the way that anyone is real. That's not an answer. Okay. Uh, I know not a lot, but I do know that you don't bring up people's past in front of them. That's just kind of fucked up. I mean, you know it. I know it. Why not bring up the elephant in the room? Okay. I sigh. And I want to try to make a perception, some kind of thing to see if I can see what kind of, what tome she was reading. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Perception? Uh, actually, a, another religion check. Uh, <laughs> six. Mm. Uh, you didn't really pay attention to her lore very much. Uh, you know her parents follow, uh, your parents follow her. So uh, that's, I don't know, it's a book in a book, in okay. a room of books. Could be anything. Okay. She's, she is in this little staring contest with you, just kind of, kind of watching you for a minute. Mm -hmm. And if you don't say anything, she says... I've sensed you've become restless. Am I right? I nod. I have a job for you. Think of it as an act of redemption, if you will. Okay. Okay. Sure. There is an artifact that needs recovery. What, do you have any more information than that? Or is this like a little lead up? I will provide you with more information when you reach the temple. And she slides across the table to you from seemingly nowhere, a map of Laskia with the rosewood forest circled. She says, you will find the temple there and we will talk more. I just need to know, are you interested in redeeming yourself? And I mean this in your own eyes. You don't need to hear it from me. You just need to hear it from you. That's kind of hot. What can I say? Um, I'm like, um, she, I think for a second, because she says, is there a chance to redeem yourself? And I'm like, outwardly like, oh, I don't need to redeem myself, but inwardly I do. So mm -hmm. I just, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, okay. Um, is redemption my only boon here? Is there anything else I get? Besides saving the world as you know it? Yeah. You get redemption. Okay. I put out a gloved hand. She doesn't take it. She's like, may you find whatever it is you're looking for 
on this quest. And the dream closes and you awaken back in your bed. And as you kind of shift, as you start to awaken, you hear the crinkle of parchment under your pillow. I wake up, turn to my bedside table, put the gloves back on, and then I flip over the pillow and look at the parchment. It's the map that she slid across the table to you. Exactly the same. Oh, okay. Is there anything else marked on or just the forest? Uh, I mean, all the major cities and whatnot are marked on it, but you know your focal point is, is Rosewood. Okay. Do you seek anyone? Do you prepare anything? Do you quit your job? I'll go to, I think I'm in like a small kind of shitty apartment, like near the library. Mm -hmm. So I think I go to the library and I, I, I do, I go to work. First of all, I pack a little bag of all my things at my job, at my house. And then I go to the library. Mm -hmm. at the once you enter you at the front desk you see like an elderly high elven woman her hair in a tight bun long flowing robe she greets you with a smile she says oh safria so good to see you is there anything i can do for you before you start work oh good morning no um i just um what is our policy about paid time off she she looks at the little like roster that she has for, for everyone that works for her and she's like well you haven't really taken a day off since you've gotten here so i'd say you're obligated to as much as you want what are you thinking on going like a little vacation or something and she looks uh, happy yeah i i just got a um I kind of gesture to the to the i'm like holding the letter it's very folded and i kind of gesture to it. i'm like yeah i got a letter from a friend um, and I'm just, maybe like a, a week or two, I'll be gone. I'll be back. Make a deception check. Bum, 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 bum. What's my deception? It's probably not good. Oh, it's Ooh. horrible. <laughs> you get that one? Oh, okay. Uh, so she, she looks at you with a scrutinizing gaze. And she says, this isn't that, that, that cult stuff that you, you were working on before God, you came no. here. Is it? Because so. I'm really, I'm worried for you, sweetie. I mean, I know I'm, I'm just your boss and, and whatever, but you know, you're a good worker and I'd hate to lose you to something. So no, it's, a, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's not that. I don't think it's that. I really <laughs> should have checked more what it was. I don't. I don't okay. Um, um, no. Yeah. I'll just be gone. I'll come back. It's fun. I'm don't think I'm joining the cult again. I don't think so. You you look at her and you kind of know she doesn't believe you, but she's letting you go anyway, maybe despite her best judgment. But there's not much she can do. She's just your boss. So she says, Yeah, you gonna you gonna do your shift today? Or or is this you telling me? No, I'm, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do the shift. It's okay. It's fine. You don't have I, to. I, I was just asking. I just need to know. No, I wanted it. I wanted it. Uh, I'll say goodbye to the re the regulars and stuff. I'll be back. That's fine. Okay. Okay. For sure. I'll do my job. Yeah. Um, and I do not do anything I'm supposed to be doing except for going and getting a fuck ton of like anything I can get on like spells and stuff like that. Anything on rosewood, anything like pertaining. Yeah. Okay. Make a, make it like an investigation check. Sorry, a lot of rolls. 
That is, uh, oh my God, you're my freaking calculator. 26. Oh, holy shit. 18 plus eight. So you find everything you need to know spell-wise, whatever spells you're looking for, you find. You find a little information about Rosewood in the sense that it is a a rainforest type Mm -hmm. environment. There's not that much known about it, to be honest. There's like some rumors and some myths, some saying it's it was a place of worship for some old forgotten deities. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's the important stuff. You get a lot of like etymology and like, okay. uh, like that kind of thing. In your investigation, you also find some stuff on Zella if you're interested. Yes, I, I'm very interested. Okay. You see that she is the goddess of, let me just pull up my big, great big book of DM. She is associated with knowledge as well as books, collections, preservation, secrets, and magic. Uh, Magic is perhaps the lesser known one, just because in Laskia it's not really talked about, but it does exist. You know of a lot of like Technically illegal cults, or not cults, but like followings that follow Zella strictly for her magic. Uh, Lots of like wizard type feats. Her patron animal is a great horned owl. And you know now that the tome that she was holding, which she is depicted with in the book, is her book of knowledge, which has information on anything and everything in the universe. So you think she might have been looking you up. I kind of I look at it. I look at it and I like kind of look like around, even though I'm like alone. I'm like, okay. I close the book. Um, yeah. Um, I was like, well, okay. Wait, I have a I question. Do you- yeah. yeah, absolutely. What's up? Um, I say yes. I'm, I'm not the DM. This is no. This is for um. This is for Safria. Do are you like photocopying these pages? Or are you fully gonna like steal these books? Do you have like a magic photocopier? I don't know if that's legal. Um, I don't know if there's like a, a photocopier. You could probably like transcribe some of the important bits of these pages since you're not really yeah. doing anything important on your shift. I'd probably just sit down with like a journal and like write like what's what like in it. I see. Also, I do want I do want to try to find. I have no idea how spell scrolls like or spell books work in this game. I have no fucking clue. But I do want to try to do find familiar. Okay. Are you, I will say New Haven's pretty lax on, okay. on spell casting rules, but do you still cast this someplace private or do you like cast it in the middle of a library? No, no. I definitely like go to like the break room or something and be like, <laughs> okay. spell in front of the microwave. No, for sure. <laughs> go for it. What is your, what is your familiar? Okay, so I want a big, um, just like a fucking bird. I want a bird. Um, bird? Any particular kind of bird? Well, I want, I want, is there any tie? Because like, you can't just have a straight up phoenix, can you? I want a phoenix. Um, that's not something I can just have, right? I'm not going to just let you have a phoenix for a familiar. That's, that's what- unfortunate. But if you want. No, like, I have, if- I have stat. For, I don't want like I just want to look like a phoenix because I have um 
because I'm a wildfire druid, so I have a wildfire mm-hmm. spirit stat. So I just wanted the wildfire spirit to look like a big bird. So oh. I can just like have it. Yeah, absolutely. And essentially I- using my find familiar to just like have it with me instead of like constantly summoning it. Yeah, no, for, for sure. You have a, a phoenix. What what stats are you using for that? Just so I know. Okay, it is the um in the wildfire druid um circle, there's a thing. It's like Oh, gotcha. It's the wildfire spirit. Understood. Got it. Now that you have this phoenix with you, do you like, do you hide it when it's like in front of people or do you just? Nope. I got a bird. My okay. bird. You, you've got a bird. You've got a <laughs> phoenix looking mythical bird. Love that yep. for you. You're going to die. When, <laughs> when people look at the bird, they're going to go be like, oh, it's magic. Kill them. Wait, wait I got to name it. You do have to name it. Shit. I will say, I don't think a lot of people are going to question your bird, at least not in New Haven. They'll probably just be like, probably just like overlook and be like, oh, that's like a normal, that's like a raven or something. That's like a new species (laughs) of raven. Yeah. Um, I'm going to name my bird, I'm thinking. Because I'm on... Let me get my sock on. <laughs> yep. Okay. While you're thinking on that, I'll text it to you for sure. If, if I find it, once you finish your shift, um, mm-hmm. do you go to see anyone or do you immediately leave? Um. There's no one. I'm like, I say like I feel like I say hi like bye to like some of the work friends that I've made, but like no one. I've like not had anyone that's like super. I'm not like super popular, so not really. I can I imagine I, like, why. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just okay. like, okay, Crypto. bye. <laughs> Listen, I know everything about you, motherfucker. I know why. Dude, you have the book of knowledge. You do have the book of knowledge. The book of knowledge. Do you say goodbye to your parents? Or like leave them a note? Are they in the city with, are they in the same city as me? Yeah, they're in New Haven. I, yeah. They, they live um, like a couple blocks away from where your shitty apartment is. I go to my family's house and I knock on the front door. You, your mom answers the door and she says, Safria, sweetie, long time no see. What's, what's going on, hon? You want to come in? I, I, um, uh, no, it's, uh, no. I just wanted to say that I'm, uh, going on a, I'm just like, getting out of town for like an indeterminate amount of time so i just wanted to say uh bye that why are we both we both made fuck i literally texted you that we both made stupid motherfuckers we always do it your mom looks at you and she says this isn't that that thing no. you, were, you were doing before right no, it's not, no it's everyone not. assumes the cult thing i know I, i'm like i'm going away for an indeterminate amount of time it's not a cult thing oh um how can i make an insight check of how much my parents would freak out if i was like i was visited in a dream i was visited in a dream is what i'm yeah, making an insight I, check uh insight i know how to do math 19 you think your mom and dad would have different reactions your dad would probably be more like Ah, uh, that was nothing. Probably just a dream. 
your mom knowing a little more about you and perhaps knowing a little bit more about magic, despite not having magic herself, would freak out a little bit more and know that that's something to be concerned about. She'd probably think like the, the goddess your, herself was like inviting you to her cult. Like that, that's the assumption she'd probably jump to. So I'm like, yeah, can I actually like, uh, can I have a conversation with you really fast? Like it's not a um, big deal. Uh, just you, just you maybe. Yeah, sweetie, you can tell me anything. It's not, a, okay. No, it's not a cult thing. I know we like went over that. It's not. Are you sure it's not a cult thing? Because it really sounds like a cult thing now that I like know the signs. Um, yeah. It, uh, no, I went to bed last night. Um, and I woke up, but I like, you know, when you wake up and you're like in a dream, it's like not like real. Yeah, sure, honey. Um, and uh, what's her name? Sorry, what's her name? It's like Zella. Is it her name? Zella. Zella is the goddess. Okay. So yeah, like I woke up and Zell, I was in Zella's library and she was like, I have a quest for you. You have to like save the world. And I was like, ah, nice. Um, but it's not a cult thing. And I'm like really sane, actually. You're telling me that in a dream you were in the goddess's sacred uh-huh. library? Uh-huh. Like the sacred library? Yeah, it had like really big windows. And that's like not good for books because like they're like, you know, how like the sun damage happens, like turns the books like kind of white when they're like supposed to be like more like an off-white. I don't know why she would do that. I think that's like a really bad choice on her behalf. But like it's not yeah, that is that's odd. That's that's interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you are you sure it was it was her? Like you, it's mm-hmm. really okay. Uh, yeah, I think so. She, okay. she, um, she asked me to like do stuff for her, and like I know it sounds like bad. Oh, it sounds very it. bad. This sounds accept- this sounds terrible. Mm. This sounds very scary for you. Mm. Okay. Well, are you going to be safe? Probably not. I don't know. Um, Sweetie, these aren't the things I want to hear. I want to hear my baby's going to be safe and sound. And you say uh, no. That makes me concerned. Yeah. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Can I, can I say bye to, like, my siblings? I just, like, I feel like this isn't going to ever get to a point where we're both at an agreement. I just wanted to tell you that I was visited by your god, even though I don't follow her. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's that's very cool. And if it if this is in fact her, then this is an, an incredible opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, you know how I am. I'm 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 worried about you. Yes. But yeah, no, if you wanna if you wanna see your siblings, they're they're inside. Dad dad is is too. Okay. I will go see all of those people okay i kind of stand up and tentatively like cross the threshold into like my childhood home and i'm like "Uh oh but it's fine um um and how many siblings do you have how young are they i think i have like maybe like three i think i have like an older brother a sister that's like kind of my age like maybe like a year younger or a year older and then like i have like 
I think of like a, a brother that was too young to know what's going on and why everyone doesn't like me. <laughs> mm, I gotcha. So you see your older brother notices you first. Like he, he has his nose in a book as usual. He kind of, he, he glances up. He's like, Safria, you I, don't show up around here usually. What do you need? I don't need anything. I just wanted to say goodbye because I'm leaving. Oh, okay. Have fun, I guess. And you see your sister is kind of like, where, where are you going? Anything fun? Oh, um, quest. And by quest, I mean my work told me to go to like another branch of my job and work at their library. So that's the quest that I'm doing. It's more fun if you call it a quest. You see your youngest, sorry, did you say you had a youngest brother or sister? Um, I think I said brother. Okay. You see your youngest brother looks up at you with like, like if this were a cartoon, he'd probably have stars in his eyes. Like he looks up to you. He says, that sounds like a really good opportunity. Are you, you going to be gone a while? Uh, like indeterminately somewhere between like two weeks and like eight years somewhere. And that, I don't know where I got that time frame from, but this just feels really right. Your older brother looks down at your youngest brother and says, that means don't count on it, kid. Wow. My oh, God. my God. Um, yeah, I um, I think I look at the at my younger brother. They're all not, none of these people are names. Do you have, like, names pulled up front? These people. <laughs> oh, fuck. You're, I, why am I so bad at this? Um... <laughs> It's your it's your first DM challenge. Name oh. the NPC on the fly. I just have name generators pulled up all the time. Um, you yes. see, the oldest brother. Uh, uh, you see, you know this. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> the oldest brother is Zariel. Uh, your sister is um, Agatha, and your younger brother is Gabe. Gabe. Okay, I like look. I like down. I'm like. Gabe, maybe go to your room for a second. Go or go talk to dad or go talk to mom. Do anything but be in this room right now, maybe. Hmm? Uh, he kind of runs up, kind of uh, gives you a hugger on the middle. Says, I okay, had, yeah, I can see this is a conversation. Hair. I'm not wanted. <laughs> really good to see you, though. Thanks for no, stopping yeah. by. Bye, kid. The stairs. Yeah, uh, and then the second I turn to Hazara, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're in another fucking cult? I'm not in a... Oh my God. And then not... your mom is like, we do not use the C word in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Zariel, you know better? Yeah. It's really not that. It's really not that. It's really not that. It really sounds like that. It's what, not. Two weeks to eight years? That's a rough estimate. It could be more time than that. You know what? whatever you the you and your fucking cult business it's, is not my problem and you see your mom goes again not the c word Zara. <laughs> uh your sister is perhaps a little more neutral she's like look if you say it's not a cult if you say it's not a c word thing it's not a c word thing it's not i don't think i mean i mean like i was approached 
by a woman and she told me that I should go on this quest. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then now I'm going on the quest and I don't think it's a cult. Yeah, that really, as much as you say it's not, it really, you mm. know, the, the word okay. just the... Okay, I know. I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'm just saying you have to understand what this sounds like. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. This... Yeah. It was okay. nice seeing you guys. Uh, you um, notice uh, real quick before you decide to book it that your dad has not looked up or said anything once despite the fact that he's just like in the other room like you know how like open floor plans yes you can see him at the dining i do i do turn i'm like hi dad yeah whatever oh Oh my god okay it was nice seeing all of you very different stances on your cult thing your cult yep my cult phase mom it was not a phase (laughs) (laughs) um i'm emo mom i swear to god Okay, so I yeah, I think I I leave. I think I like go. Like I think I um maybe yeah. I think I just like leave. Um, yeah. I want to steal money from my dad, but I don't. Okay. And that's gross. Damn, so noble. Great choices. <laughs> we would all literally stand. We would all. Uh, I'm gonna actually. You know what? No, yeah. So I like I walk out the door. I'm like, oh, um, yeah, actually, no, I have to do something really fast. Um, and I think I go, like, I think I go into my parents' bedroom. Just, like, open a drawer. Okay, yeah. I'm going to try to just, like, take money from this bitch. I don't care. I need money for my cult. I'm going to go take there it. There goes the high road. <laughs> there goes uh, the high road. Indeed. is gone, baby. Um, yeah. Uh, real quick, make a stealth check for me. Mm-hmm. don't bomb it no I'll try not to nothing like looting your parents not great that's a 12 so I'm actually gonna not I'm gonna actually like make a self check and be like oh this isn't where the door is and I'm gonna walk the other way your, your mom's like it hasn't been that long okay bye bye love you and then I'm gonna leave love you too kid kiddo I'm just like on my way out just like furiously just like shoving like my palms like together like oh that's it i made multiple bad choices today let's go um so you walk out of new haven we journey from new haven to a place a little closer to the capital of laskia known as orlin this place is a little busier and a lot more oppressive everywhere you go the clattering echo of the armor of the council's men follows this city is heavily supervised. No mischief can happen so close to the capital, after all. The person we're looking for, though, isn't as frightened of these men as most citizens of the city might be. The person we're looking for is a little brighter, a little more clever, and all that. Julian, my dear, on to you. Please describe yeah. it for us. Um, so, Victor is pale. They look half-elf-ish. <laughs> Um, their skin is very, very white, and his hair is also, it's almost platinum blonde. His eyes are so blue, they look almost colorless. Despite his whole ghost thing, the color in his face and his eyes and his hair, 
his clothes make up for all of it. He's like, he doesn't give a damn about practicality. He's in it like to look nice, and that's absolutely it. Certainly not someone who you would imagine to see in a walking in a lesser street, let's say like that. Uh, very flamboyant and constantly smoking a pipe. He's, he's no. He just has Love this guy. Like the whole time, nobody has no idea what is actually in it. He just has it in his mouth. Incredible. Also, I'm gonna do this. I know it's, it, this is a little late into the session. Quick note: pronoun check. July is she her? Correct. Mm-hmm. Safria is she her? For now. For yeah. now, July is she her? For now. Uh, Safria is she her? Yeah. Okay. And then what is Victor's pronouns? Victor is he him. Gotcha. Thank yeah. you. So Julian or Victor, I should say. I'm actually going to also start with your dreams, if, if that's okay. okay. Damn, everyone's sleeping. Everyone's sleeping. <laughs> Wake uh, up. Listen, July, you're, you're just a little different. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. Wake up, sheeple. End <laughs> 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 uh, the episode. End the episode here. That's it for Hope Rainbow. Okay. So I'm going to start with your dreams. You, just as, as a man of science, have never put a lot of faith in dreams. They're just, you know, your brain processing the day's events. You're not a super superstitious person. But this dream feels different somehow. It's too surreal to chalk it up to nothing. So you find yourself, Victor, in a void or at least it looks like a void. Inky blackness feels like it will swallow you whole. And honestly, you can't even tell if you're standing on solid ground or merely floating in this abyss. However, you feel eyes on you, behind you, somewhere in the darkness. Someone (laughs) or something is staring at you. Can I turn around to face it? You can. A deep, dark chuckle comes and you find a man more specifically you find a dwarf with black hair and dark sepia brown skin dressed in a noble's finery his beard and hair braided into delicate decorative braids and he's smoking an expensive looking cigar he puffs and blows the smoke up into your face what is your passive insight uh my passive it's like 10 it's very very low (laughs) ah okay yeah, okay. We'll leave it at that. Okay. You, you, see this dwarven, <laughs> you see this dwarven man says, V, what a pleasure to meet you. Really, you're quite a name, aren't you? Or, uh, sorry, you go by Victor nowadays, right? Indeed I do. Thank you for noticing that. I'd like you not to call me V ever again, if you please. Sure thing. Whatever you say, kid. Kid, uh, don't do that either. Thank you very much. Let me ask you, why are we here? Wherever the hell this is supposed to be? Can you like fill me in in the little details of what the fuck's going on? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Let's start on me, because I like talking about me. I am <laughs> Cabris. That is K-A-B-R-I-S. You know, in case you decide to do a little investigating into me. It sounds like something you would do. And this, this here, and he makes a large sweeping motion with his hands. This is just, you know, a dream. It could be anything. 
and you see he snaps his fingers once and you're on the streets of Orland, snaps his fingers again, and you're what looks to be like in a harbor in Tipper. You snap your fingers again and you're in a deep, dark forest. Looks like a big temple uh, with overgrown vines and he keeps you here. Like, what else you want to know? Uh, okay, very interesting. I want to know why am I here in this dream? Because this is clearly like not normal. You can't uh, lie to me. I don't dream of really fancy dressed dwarves that snap their fingers and take me to forests. So if you may. Well, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a friend, kid. A friend with an opportunity for you to grasp, if you like. How's that sound? Well, I don't have many friends, so I'll tell you that. But since you got an opportunity, I am willing to hear. If it's really interesting, we can do business. Well, I need a trinket. It's a measly little thing. Only problem is I haven't the foggiest where it's hidden. And your little government seems to also be after it. So I need you and some other people I've called to fetch it for me. Okay, sounds good. But do you know, adventurers are fools. So you've got to give me a fat check for me to go <laughs> fetch the trinket for you. Because I am not a dumbass. I don't do adventures. Boy, what do you got for me? <laughs> well... I knew there was a reason I called you. I will give you, hmm, how does, how does magic sound? You like magic, kid? Oh, I really do appreciate magic, yes. But, you know, there are many kinds of magic. I will need you to be a little bit more specific. You know, don't do business in the dark. I really appreciate the natural light of the trees that you put for us here. So if you could elucidate, like elaborate on your little plan. He does a little snap of his fingers and it's now nighttime in this forest. There is no <laughs> longer any natural light. And he says, tell me what you're looking for and I can provide. Well, I'm looking for something really, really small and very, very specific that if you have enough power to concede, uh, we will promptly do business. I will accept your magic and I will bring you your trinket if you give me a little bit of a chance of revenge, let's say. I got a few bones to pick, so... With the council, right? Yeah. <laughs> Always. Most people do. Yeah. I'd be more than happy to see those motherfuckers fall to the ground. It gives me a lot of space to roam, you know what I mean? I think I can imagine. And I think I would agree with your situation. So would I benefit from it. So I like my chances. Incredible. I will take your deal. He gives you a wide grin, like an unnaturally wide grin. And he says, we have a deal. And he puts out his hand. We have a deal, sir. And I take it and I shake it like firmly to establish dominance. <laughs> I am on this person's, I'm, I'm on this thing's realm, but I won't like give up everything to it. Mm -hmm. You 
as you shake this dwarf's hand, you see a flicker of pink and purple go across his irises. Make an arcana check. Arcana, oh damn. Hold up, let me get my face. I have a measly arcana. 17. Yo. 17. You know that you probably could have figured this out already, but this guy is not what he says he is. Like he's showing himself to you as a dwarf, there's something far more powerful, far more sinister behind whatever this thing is. And now you have just made a deal with the devil. Yeah. Not the literal devil, but something akin to a devil. You know, I really, really liked when he snapped his fingers and it was suddenly nighttime when I told him to be clear with me. So I dug myself a hole. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> certainly have. As he holds your hand in this handshake for just a minute too long, he says, don't disappoint me, kid. And you come out of this dream space it is gone, and you awaken, and the crinkle of parchment is under your pillow. I, firstly, I assume it's one of my letters that I have forgotten there, so I will check <laughs> it, because if it is one of my letters, I will need to send it ASAP. It is not a letter. It is a map that leads you to Rosewood, so that you, you know that is where you have to go next. Imagine needing a map. Weak. Imagine being able to read a map. Not <laughs> all of us have a god I can't read. Even if they gave me a map, I couldn't read it. July snitch her way to Rosewood like like a little dog. Like a little dog. Like yeah, you Thank I god. will say as you're traveling, because you two, Trin and Emmett, your characters are traveling at about the same time that Victor gets this message. You know, you have your map. July, you have like a little golden sunlight trail that only you can see that kind of like weaves you like out of harm's way and out of the major cities and it leads you to to Rosewood. But you aren't there yet. We're still with Victor. Now that you're awake, you have a map. Where do you where do you go and what do you do? Um, what time is it of the day? It's pretty early morning. Taverns and and uh and other like wares shops are, are just opening. I will go. I forgot the NPC's name, but the little. You head to the wise awesome. dandelion. Am I mistaken? Yes, the wise dandelion. Please. It's I want to go incredible. to the wise dandelion. On your way out of your home into the wise dandelion, you see the normal movement of people going through the city. You see posters for a gala inequable to be happening in the next few weeks. All are welcome to attend and meet with the council. Uh, no. It's there. Nope. It's not happening for quite a bit. So you like you have time to like go to Rosewood, come back, do your thing. If this is as quick as all that. But that is there. Some people as you're walking by congratulate you on your newest case on finding Countess Madalena which you know found Countess Madalena. Yeah. 
I tip my head to every single person I pass by, <laughs> taking full credit. Incredible. Hmm. You approach the wise dandelion, golden fancy script across the door, golden vines on the handles, a little notice on the door that has a picture of a crudely drawn councilsman with a red X through it. And below it, it reads, no councilsmen, parentheses, in uniform shall enter here. Very nice. Before you walk in, you see the youngest Thestina, young Mateus, who is, is about 18, about 5'8", black shaggy hair, brown eyes, tan skin, and he has his little hands behind his back. And he says, Mr. Victor, uh, so good to see you. You, you heading in? Uh, yes, sir. What have you got behind there, you little mischief maker? God, I, I, I got nothing behind my back. Uh, if, if that's what you're referring to, he still hasn't moved his hands. You know, your moms, if you show me behind me before we get in. Come on, it's I'm okay. curious. And he, he shows you, like, he's, he's, like, hiding it from, like, the street view, but he's holding up, like, a little leather pouch of like gold coins and you know he got this off a of councilman a hundred percent he's like I, I this is my haul for today i thought it was pretty good i ruffle i ruffle his hair and i go at a boy and i pat him in the back to like get him inside he grins very wide uh this boy fully like he looks up to you he thinks you're like the best thing ever even though you're just like a few years older than him uh how old is victor again i think they're about like i, I think he's about like 23 at max yeah uh, you're like five years older than this kid but he thinks you are just the best thing since sliced bread uh so he tucks the golden the gold pouch into his pocket opens the door for you and says after you mr victor I bow my head to him, and I walk inside. He follows after you. Uh, he says, hey, mom. Hey, mama. And you see Bella Luna, Festina, who is a high elf, pale skin, a golden hair and like a short bob, piercing blue eyes, is at the front, like by like the, the register and says, oh, Victor, haven't seen you in a while. Congrats on your newest case. Thanks. Morning, Bella. I was actually busy doing a lot of searching and investigating. It was actually so tough. Oh. I'm glad to be back. I'm sure. Would you like a drink? Yes, ma'am, please. And she pours you your usual. And as she's doing that, Arlena Festina, who is a black wood elf, black hair, tied in intricate braids, a long flowing skirt and like a crop top part for like her blouse. She has her lute in her hands. She says, Victor, how you been? God, it's been ages. It has, hasn't it? Hi, Lena. And I, uh, I hug her. She hugs you back, tucks like her, her lute behind your back. She's like, she kind of like whispers in your ear, not menacingly, but like, one of these days, you're going to tell me how you do it. I don't think I will. <laughs> I will of the trade, it out of you one of these days. 
Uh, and she she laughs, uh, releases you from the hug, uh, pours herself something to drink. She says, you're not usually in this early. Everything okay? Uh, I had a weird dream. Um, I guess it's just, I haven't had rest for so long. And now that I have the time to actually sit down, lie down and sleep, uh, I just had this weird dream about a fancy dressed dwarf, extremely rude. Might I add, he blowed up smoke in my face like you, but I suppose it was just a weird dream. Oh, sounds very strange indeed. She's like, I'm not quite sure uh, what to make of that. Is it, was it worrisome? Was it like a nightmare or was it just, you know, weird dreams? I felt scammed. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a, a, a fucked up little guy. Um, yeah. New display name on Twitter is just fucked up little guy. <laughs> yep. She's like, yeah, so you just came here for a little little break? Little. You guys, I came in, I came in to say hi, to like uh, have some food. I think I'll have, uh, I think I have another job to go on real soon. So I thought instead of like, hopping out and just not talking to you for so long i missed you guys so i came to i don't know say hi give a little show a little bit of my affection for you guys you know how much i like you yeah it's it's so nice that you you chose us to to spend your time with it's very sweet victor she goes around back uh and starts whipping up something breakfasty for you to have and as she's cooking she says mateus can you get the silverware please and he he runs around and and goes in the back and starts busying like like you're a, a top quality customer. I feel so fancy right now. <laughs> Victor is very happy. He's just like waiting with his little fingers like Aww. intertwined like this, rolling his thumbs like oh, patience. Yeah. So Bella Luna is not particularly busy as the other two get ready. So she's like, so how? Is Countess Madalena? I heard she was uh, quite distraught when you found her. Yes, she was. Um, she was lost, actually. In uh, you know, you know how there are woods, kind of far away, but also like. Oh my Rose. God! How do I explain this? Rosewood. Let me see. Rosewood. Yeah, like she she got lost on the way there, and she was actually in the woods, and I had to get her out because she was so terribly lost. The, the rain almost got rid of her footsteps in the mud. It was terrible to find her. Um, oh, like I brought food too. She was really hungry, the poor thing. Wow, that's crazy. I, I wonder how she, she strayed so far from Orland. I mean, I everyone's kind of been saying that she's like losing it, you know, but to just go completely out of the city, almost to the very edge of the continent. I mean, one has well, to wonder. I mean, the mind works in mysterious ways, doesn't it? Unfortunately for our poor Duchess, she's just a little bit farther away from the rule. Let's, let's, put, it like, let's put it like that. She's just a little bit farther than other people literally she was all the way across the continent 
She laughs at your little joke and she says, yeah, I suppose so. I'm just, you know, I'm glad you found her safe and sound. I know some of the nobles can be real jerks, but she, you know, she seems like good people. As she says that, your meal comes forward and your drink. And I eat it, like, just very, very casually. Just <laughs> have my food and... Uh, as soon as I as I'm done, I look at the. I imagine Bella Luna. No, Bella Luna went to the back. It's Arlena that's with me. Uh, Bella Luna's with you right now. Arlena's uh the one that was making your meal. Um, as soon as I'm done with eating and drinking, I turn to, uh, Bella Luna, and mm-hmm. I say, "Well, I think this next job is also going to take a while." especially for me to see you guys again. So I guess this is a goodbye, but also see you soon. I'm sorry to leave this quick. It's just No, it's it's okay. I, I understand you're you're a busy man. It seems like half of Orleans getting lost these days. Ooh. She, she she says that in an innocent manner. Like she's not like accusing you of anything, but she's just like yeah. she knows you're busy. <laughs> She says, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Mateus will really miss you. He seems so happy when you came back. Be safe, okay? And, and you see there's genuine concern in her eyes. Like, I, she's like, I know you're like, you know, this, this big deal. But, you know, to us, you're, you know, you're, I, you're one of us. Yeah, I, I'll bring you guys something back from the trip. So. Aww. Yay, that, that's that's very sweet of you. Thank you so much. Oh, the least I could do for my favorite innkeepers. <laughs> she she gives you a little wink and Mateus kind of pops his head up. He says he's like, Oh, you're leaving? You're you're heading out? Yeah, I have another job. It's kind of far away, so I might take a while, but don't worry, I have something in the store for you. Ooh, I love surprises. Okay, come back with something good. Uh be safe and you know, whatever. Do your cool shit. And you, Bella Luna kind of gives him a look like language. And he's like, but it's cool shit. Sir, and you stay out of trouble. He, he like, he like gives you a look like, please don't bring it up. Please don't bring it up. But he sees that you're not. Um, and he's no. like, yeah, no, no trouble here. No, no trouble whatsoever. And I say my goodbyes and I go pack up for the trip because I am certainly not going on particular unprepared i will not spoil good clothes on the road (laughs) of course i would expect nothing less so you travel out of orland once you've packed up your things correct yeah and now you are all on the road to rosewood so true i will say all of your journeys are pretty uneventful i mean july has their god uh her god x looking out for her Victor, you have, of course, Cabris looking out for you in some manner. And Safria, I think, is just resourceful. Like, she's traveled before. She knows what she's doing. She certainly knows how to defend herself. Hell yeah, I do, brother. Hell yeah. (laughs) And you all enter Rosewood. You feel this deep, dark presence here. July, this is very similar to the vibes that you got from your vision. Just very, almost oppressive. Like the the foliage is so thick that there's almost no light in here. It's very dim. 
and when you all convene, it is in a small clearing in the center of Rosewood. July, you enter from the left of this clearing. Safria, you enter from the right of this clearing. And Victor, you come straight down the middle as you all convene here and you all see each other. Hi. Do you guys know how to read? I, you, yes. Do you not know how to read? No, I don't. I'm a librarian. I kind of have to know how to read. Wow, what is that? A library. <laughs> Do you know what a I'm library is? We don't have one of those. What is... Okay. What are you doing here? I'm here doing my little task. What are you guys doing here? I'm July, by the way. Nice to meet you. I'm Victor. Victor is yeah. staring. He is real. He's in deep shit. I'm in such deep shit right now. <laughs> Those are my work buddies. Oh my God. It's like what's going on in his head right now. He just watches you guys. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Solil, who is my bird, on my shoulders kind of like cause at you ah. and I'm did you just was that did you replicate the noise he just made no your bird just scared me I didn't know okay <laughs> okay gonna be fun who oh hold on who are you and I turned hi I'm July not you no 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 I hold out my hand to Victor Okay. <laughs> my, I my, am my, not my a troglodyte, so I will shake the hand after the proper staring. My name is Victor. It's it's an event to meet you. Certainly, I am not sure if it's a pleasure yet. Not say so. That's what a lot of people say. Also, sorry, um, if my Sorry if that was weird. And July like holds up her hands and she says, as you can see, one of my hands has less fingers than the other one. That's just a fact about me that if we're going to be friends, you guys should probably know what? that. Okay. I'm going to walk ahead and <laughs> and where am I going? This hey, I'm wait, walk- where why are you guys here? I'm here doing my little task. What are you guys doing? You don't need to know me. We are in the same, we just met in a clearing. You guys don't think that we're supposed to be here together? Maybe we all have little tasks. Maybe part of our, maybe one of our little tasks is that we need to start doing the same what? I'm gonna- profound. (laughs) Safri, are you walking forward? Yes. You, as you walk forward, you see at the very edge of the clearing, there is the entrance to a temple, which seems like a place that you guys would need to go. But as you approach this tall marble structure, the very one as described in July's vision, with old etched symbols and runes in a language that has long since been lost to time, just before you get any closer, you hear the howling of wolves. Mm. And it isn't long until you see the animals that you've heard approach from within the depths of the temple, snarling and gnashing their teeth. 
There's a very strange thing about them, besides the fact that they came from within the temple, is that their fur is tinged with pink and purple, and their eyes are clouded by similar hues. These are not your average beasts, my friend. And that is where we're going to leave the session. Oh my god! Man. Man. Oh my god! So, yeah, that is it for Roll for Rainbow. Follow us on Twitter at Roll for Rainbow. Tweet at us at uh, hashtag Roll for Rainbow. Talk about the episode. You can find me on Twitter, your DM, at NerdyBirdie6602. Guys, say where you found your tags. Emmett, Trin, Julian. Trinity M. Foskett, and my art stuff is at Tea Time Witch. And I am at Sone underscore art and the s and the a are both capitalized <laughs> i don't know if that matters i don't know if if twitter is like you can't does. find this first i don't i'm not sure it just it it's shows up pretty fact. on my feed so i kept it like that okay uh and emmett i'm at boy scout paladin so that is it for us uh any fun tidbits of advice for our viewers or listeners um don't join a cult don't do don't it. Do Learn how to read. No, you actually don't. Don't the last half. Don't make deals with critters in your dreams, especially if you ask them to be clear and they turn it into night. Don't don't hmm. let your grandfather die. Period. Uh, um. Okay.